everyone. In today's episode, I'm joined with Gabrielle, and 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 Gabrielle um, has ulcerative colitis, and today we're going to be hearing about her journey with ulcerative colitis. So, thank you uh, for joining me today, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's going it's to be um, a, 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 a nice chat just, just to hear about like you and like your ulcerative colitis, how you've been, uh, how, how your yeah. journey's been, really. Yeah, I'm happy to share about it. Soon. So just to start off with, um, if you'd just like to say, just to introduce yourself and say a little bit about you. Okay, well, I'm Gabrielle. I'm from North Wales originally, but I'm living in South Yorkshire at the minute. I came here to study in 2018. Um, I finished my studies last year in August time, but I've had to stay because um, my healthcare is now up here. Um, and I have like a lot going on in my health at the minute. So it's just a bit easier. Yeah, and it, like because um, it, it, do, do you like it, had it been hard like moving away from maybe Wales and to like where you are now? Yeah, at first it was a bit strange because I'm used. I have a big family, so I'm used to being around a lot of uh, my family every day. And then I came to Yorkshire and I was in a house share with some random people. <laughs> and then um, I did make a good friend, and we had our own apartment for our second year. Um, so yeah, it was a bit hard like leaving my family, but it was also really nice as well. Yeah. Just have that freedom a bit as well. Yeah, I, I can imagine it can be hard, just like I, I suppose moving anywhere really, but especially when you're like maybe a, a, a bit far away from your family. Yeah, yeah. And like, like with your ulcerative colitis, um, when was you like diagnosed? Um, well, I was diagnosed in Wales in 2018, um, but I was experiencing symptoms from the December for about five months until I got diagnosed. Um, and then I obviously moved to South Yorkshire to study and things, and I had to move my hospital over because um, it was really hard to keep up with like my health back in Wales and coming back for appointments and things like that. Yeah, yeah. and it like... Um... Like it, it must have been like hard as well getting diagnosed because I can I, I, I can imagine it, it can be a very hard process with everything. Yeah, yeah, it was like I got diagnosed and I didn't have a clue what it was. I didn't know anybody around me, none of my friends, like nobody in my family who knew or anything. Um, so when I got diagnosed, I don't really know how I took it really. Um, I think. I think I was in a bit of disbelief um, and because I wasn't as bad as I was then as I am now I thought everything would be okay it would be something that would go away I didn't realise what chronic illness meant um, yeah. but obviously I've learned a lot since then yeah because yeah, um, like, I, I was the same like uh, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's in um, 2017 I, I didn't know anything about it and yeah. like, at, at that time I was in school I, I was like my last, last year of school year 11 and uh, it was exams going on that year yeah. and I had to miss like um like, like, luckily the school understood like even I didn't know what it was so I kind of had to explain what was going on I had to have yeah. this time off and eventually get diagnosed but it can it can be very hard especially at the start when you don't know what it is and you just feel like you're alone don't you because um you don't know many people at the start who have it yeah definitely yeah and, and like, when you noticed um, that there was lots of people 
that do have old threat clients and are in the IBD community. What was your thoughts when you found that? Um, well, at first, I don't think I really looked online when I first got diagnosed. It's only really been recently since I've made like my Instagram page and become open because I was so like embarrassed about it and you definitely shouldn't be because it's something that's out of your control. Um, but it did take me a good few years for me to become open and then discover the IBD community um, and all social medias and things. And then that gave me like the confidence to make my Instagram page and become open. Like only a few people, like a handful of friends and my family knew. Um, so my friends knew there was something wrong with me, but they never knew what because I just couldn't tell them because I was embarrassed. So the IBD community really did help me push to become open and not be ashamed of it. I, I, I think I, I think it is like um, like a, you, you do think like um, maybe what other people might think of you because you have ulcerative colitis or or Crohn's, but it, it is a uh, hard I think to speak about it because it is different for everyone, isn't it? And yeah. um, like explaining your like uh, that, that's just the first big step, like just speaking about it and uh, mm-hmm. spreading awareness. Yeah, and since I've done that, I. I made my Instagram page in October and it's probably been the best thing I've ever done. Like, it just feels like the weight off my shoulders have just gone of like trying to hide it, trying to deal with it with only a few people knowing. It's just been like the support I've had from loads of people online has just been amazing. Yeah, and like uh, it's only a start, isn't it? Like, like for you just creating like your page and raising awareness because yeah, just, um, like like for me because I I didn't speak about it at first. Um, like, like um, I only created my like Instagram um, awareness page uh, beginning of last year, and uh, yeah. it, it was quite funny actually because like put, like put, I would say that to people like last year like I created it at beginning of last year, and they would think that that, that page was going on for years, but, <laughs> but it weren't. But it, yeah. I do I do think it's like fun just helping other people and raising awareness. Yeah, yeah, that's the main reason, just so other people know that they're not alone, who have been in the same position that we have, with like hiding it and keeping it away from everyone. Yeah, but there are, it, it's a shame that there will be like people who do like, um, make like maybe nasty comments um, to you, but I, I haven't found that any IBD, like anyone that has Crohn's or colitis, but maybe other people don't understand as much. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the whole point of it. It's like educating um, people about the things that they don't know or not heard of. And you you probably will come across nasty comments um, in, in anything, really. But I think the positives outweigh the negative with the IBD community because there's so many people who are really supportive. There are, and it's a, it's like it's it's hard to believe how many people do have it and how long it has been going on for. Yeah. But um, um, like hopefully there is like um, like all the awareness that everyone's doing, like and you, and like that, I think that every day like well on everyone's mind is like that's a little bit closer to maybe a cure one day. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there will be. Yeah. Hopefully, but um. Um, like, 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 it, it, like, like, with your um, ulcerative colitis, is there like um, any like um, like medication that you take or anything? Um, well, I've been on quite a lot of treatments. Um, as I said, my care was in North Wales um, yeah. at first, 
um, but it was a bit hard trying to keep up and I couldn't get through to um, my healthcare team there. So when I transferred, it's really since I've been in South Yorkshire, my care has been properly treated. Um, so I first started off on mesalazine tablets um, and then I moved on to azathioprine and then that didn't work um, because it had an effect on my liver. Um, and then had to move on. I, I then got put on azathioprine again, but combination with another treatment called allopurinol, but I never got the same effect. Um, I've never been in remission with my ulcerative colitis, I should say. Um, but when I was on azathioprine, I felt like I was slowly getting better, but obviously I had to stop it because my liver. Um, and then after the combination treatment, I tried infliximab. Um, that didn't work out and then I then tried this one called I can't really say it it's top of significance <laughs> yeah they are all they are all weird names aren't they yeah, they're very yeah, they are, they are. yeah. Um, and that didn't work out and now I'm on bedalizumab injection pens and I'm also on mesalazine granules alongside that um, I've been on this since August I've not really noticed much change um, so I've been speaking to my consultant about surgery um, for stoma surgery, so it looks like it's heading in that direction. I think I'm being referred for that soon. How, 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 how do you feel about like possibly maybe having a stoma? Um, at the start when I got diagnosed and I found out that could possibly happen and everything, I was so against it. I, I didn't want it. I was like, if it ever comes to that, I don't want it to come to that. I was in denial. Um, but since I discovered the IBD community, it's just made me overcome my fear of stomas and or having one and it's made me realise that it will be best for me because I've been stuck inside um, more or less for a year. I only really go out for appointments because I need toilet access all the time and it's just no like quality of life. Like I had to leave my uni course early because I couldn't go in uni, I was too unwell. I had to do it from home and then the help of COVID obviously as well. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm fine about the fact of having it. Obviously, it's still going to be scary, but they, they said to me in March that I I should possibly need one then. They said it could go either way, my bowel could perforate and it could be quite dangerous or you could be fine. Well, not fine, but or it, it could not just perforate. Um, and then since then, I was like, no, 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 I don't want one, I don't want one. And then. Throughout that time I've realised I've not really got any better. Luckily, like nothing serious has happened, like my bowel perforating. Um, but I've just kind of realised now that it probably is the best option for me. But the community on Instagram and everywhere else has really helped me just overcome that fear. I think like um it's, I think it's like um like a stoma is like I think on on your mind quite a lot about like finding out that is it, it's not just done with like IBD is like like anything really like uh, any other like illnesses but I think that it's quite known for people with IBD and like it can be quite scary at first but I think like um until you you just don't know until like you've had it do, do you like if it will work out or not yeah definitely yeah um it it's just like my, my mind's completely changed in it now um it's still obviously gonna be scary like thinking about having it but from what I've seen and heard of like people's experiences with it, it's really like helped my fear and overcome it now. Yeah, and, uh, and I've tried a lot of medications, so 
Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, it might. Yeah, because if you've tried, because there's lots of medications to have, but if you keep trying them and they're not working, maybe a slow stoma is the best way. Yeah, that's what my consultant said. He said it's probably looking it would be that way, or if not, if I still refuse surgery, we'd be looking at trials, but I, pro- I probably wouldn't want to do trials. No, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so, like, because I do, like, see, like, people do name their stomas as well, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. I yeah. find that really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, like, I was speaking to someone not, not, not too long ago, and they, and, and they just keep calling their stoma, stoma. <laughs> And, and I said that, and I decided oh, I need to name this because I can't keep calling it stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of people do it, don't they? Yeah. And I think it's quite funny as well, like what names they come up with. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I've I, heard. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, you, you've got. Okay. I've heard that um, a lot of people call their stomas um, after guys' names because they're always full of. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, it, it, I think it, it like um, I, I, like uh, at the thought of surgery as well, because um, like I I haven't had surgery during having Crohn's, and it, like I, I nearly did like at the start when I was diagnosed because um, I had to push to get appointments because um. I wasn't going to get seen, but when I did eventually get seen, my consultant did say it was a good job that I got like diagnosed when I did. Otherwise, I'm, I probably would have had surgery, so I was quite grateful for that. Because, yeah, um, yeah. It can be scary having surgery. Yeah, it can. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, imagine anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, like just going back because you, you said that you was on infliximab, and I was actually on infliximab as well because um. I was on it a year, and, and then it didn't work out. Um, yeah. But, um, like, like, did you prefer, like, injections to than, like, going for an infusion? Um, well, I've seen my bedolizumab injections I do myself. I'd say it's a lot easier, because you don't have to go into the hospital, it doesn't take a full day. Like, when I was on infliximab, um, I'd have to take a day off uni because I'd be there then I'd have to wait for them to get everything ready then the infusion would take a few hours and I'd have to wait a few hours after and then go home um, so I'd say it's a lot easier um, just having my injection delivered to me and I can just do it myself every two weeks I don't really like doing it but it's over and done with within 10 well I say 10 minutes it can take me longer I sit there for ages but um, it's a lot easier in that sense is that how long you have to have the injection in for, like 10 minutes? Um, no, I, I just, it's in and out more or less. Okay. It's less than about 30 seconds to do it, but because I take so long to do it, because I know what to expect with like, because sometimes it can hurt, sometimes it's fine. So I'm, I just sit there like, okay, I can do this, okay, I can do this. And then it does take me a while to actually do it, but yeah. Um, I, I, I'm on like Himera at the moment and um, like that's every two weeks have an injection and like it, yeah. it's like you so sometimes it might hurt a bit sometimes you might get a little bit of blood um yeah it, it just uh become dependent and uh, like so sometimes it's a couple of times this happened i've the uh, pen's gone in and it, it would get like stuck like the liquid having to come oh, out yeah. and like it won't work so 
Um, <laughs> one time it all squirted out because um, it, it didn't go on my leg, lift it up, think it was not going to work, and then it goes everywhere. <laughs> then, at, then at the time I was thinking, no! And then and then now I look back and I just laugh. <laughs> yeah, well, I've not had anything like that touch wood. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it can be like, because you have, like, I had to put it in the fridge and like you have to wait another couple of hours to get another one ready. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's quite fun in a way, ju- just like practicing and everything. Yeah. Um, and having that control over it as well. You're doing it yourself rather than yeah. well, when you go into hospital for infusions, all your nurses are doing it and you kind of don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I remember when I was having my infusions and um, I always preferred, like, maybe. Uh, the same personal uh, people I, I kind of knew I, I had a feeling that they knew what they were doing because sometimes a training nurse would come in like practicing on you and like yeah. um, I, 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 I would normally say to them um, to, uh, can I have someone that I'm used to so I feel more like better about it because um, it, it, I, I think like well, when you're used to someone doing it I think you feel more comfortable yeah yeah definitely because um yeah, because like it, it is um like the reaction I had to inflict that was uh, uh on the ninth infusion and I thought, uh, everyone was going fine like each week no bad reactions or anything but on the ninth one the last one I had and um, I had a reaction where I was all red and hot like I was in a sauna and um, I, I I thought nothing of it at first and I thought it was just hot in the room and then I, it started getting well hot and I was thinking what's going on here. <laughs> And then I look at my like arm where the cannula is, and I feel like it's gonna pop, like the the cannula's gonna pop out. And then um, all of a sudden like, I lose shortness of breath, I can't breathe. And then I said, uh, I can't breathe. I, I, something's going wrong here, and I needed like oxygen. So th- th- that wasn't a very good reaction because, um, yeah. and and I did continue the infusion um, afterwards, yeah. just very slowly because it can go fast each time. Mm. That, that must have been quite scary for you. Yeah, it, it was quite scary, and yeah. luckily, a, a few days later, I had a meet a, appointment with my consultant. He said we're going to put you on Humira, and what I'm on now, and just uh, been on that light over a year now, and that is working okay. quite good. Well, that's good. Yeah. But, um, like, how, like because you said um, you, you've been in from mostly of the year. How, uh, how has that been for you? Um, at first, I think, I'm used to it now, I think, but um, at first, um, well, at the start, I think I was very unwell. I have improved a little bit, but it's still, it's still not, I'm still not well enough to go live like a normal life. I know it's hard at the minute, I knew with, with COVID and everything, so that's probably worked in my favour, but um, I just think I'm used to it now. At first, I think it was a bit hard because I was just constantly stuck in and then, I just wanted to go like do a simple thing like go for a walk and things like that um which I have been trying to do recently um but I can only go out for a short time and I have to wear um like protect protection like to protect my clothes see if like if anything happened um but even so like because I'm going out I still don't think that's like a quality of life having to wear like pull-ups just to go out for a short walk and things like that um so this is why I think like surgery would be best because I could just have that freedom and not worry about where the nearest toilet is or anything. 
yeah, like it, it can be hard, like, um, and because I, 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 I actually have my own, like, just can't wait card, like, it, it, if I did need to go in public and um, just show it to, if, if I need to go, or like, um, and, yeah, just use the toilet, I think they could be quite handy. Yeah, yeah, I have them, I've used them a few times, I've not had to a lot, luckily, but I've not been out a lot, so. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I always remember this one time, I went to, to a restaurant where I couldn't find any toilets anywhere and I went to this restaurant and it had staff toilets and I asked, I didn't get my card out first, I, I wanted to see what the, the, like the, the member of staff said if they would let me go through anyway, because I, 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 I said to them, can I use the toilet, I've got Chrome's, like, um, and they, they had a concept of what it is and they said no, um, you can't use it because um, only staff members are allowed to, and then I got my card out and because they obviously don't, they, it's not like the law that they have to let you through because you have a can't wait card. It's their choice, but and mm. um, and, and and they did let me through, which was good because um, like I needed the toilet. But I think um, it, like it's quite. So I haven't had an experience where they no one has let me has has said no um, yeah. after showing the card. So I think those cards are very good. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're really handy to have, and radar keys as well. I've not had to use one yet, but I always have it on me just in case. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, they are good as well, because um, um, I like. I think um, I, I I don't know about you, like using like like a public toilet or like a disabled one. That sometimes you'll get like looks from people that um are, like 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 make you feel like well, why like uh, we're using the toilet, and then. Mm. Like, uh, and then I, 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 I would just move on, but you do think to yourself, um, like, you shouldn't really judge anyone. It's not just for people that who are disabled use wheelchairs, which, uh, yeah. um, but, um, I think it's more yeah. on appearance as well. What people, yeah, people yeah. just think if, if you look fine, then you are fine, they don't really know because you can't see the invisible, so yeah, nobody will really know unless it's visible to them I guess but it shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah I think that is one of the reasons why raising awareness is very important I think because just to make people more aware. Yeah definitely yeah. Yeah and like um like 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 it like when you was diagnosed like um what, what, what do you know what the signs were or was it like you was in quite a lot of pain you maybe Anything. Um, I can't really remember it, but I can a bit, but um, what mostly stands out for me was I lost my appetite. I was going to the toilet quite often, but it wasn't mostly stool which was coming out. It was just little bits and I didn't know what it was at the time, but I think it was like mucus and blood. Um, like I kept having the urge to go, but it, I wasn't going properly. Um, so that was the first signs for me. I just noticed like a drastic change in my bowel, like in my bowel movements. Um, when I went to the doctors, they thought I had IBS. So I'll, they trialed me on like a few IBS tablets, which didn't help. It probably just made me worse. And then eventually I did get um, referred to hospital to a gastro team. Um, but yeah, those were the signs for me. And my appetite had really gone. I didn't want to eat anything. And I was quite tired a lot as well. Yeah, I think 
but for fatigue is a, a big challenge as well, isn't it? Yeah, I struggle a lot with that. Like, uh, like uh, uh, oh, I can actually picture it before I was diagnosed and after, because um, like like now, um, like you can just tell how different it is, like the fatigue before and now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like, like, like so sometimes you might just go sleep in the middle of the day, and then uh, like uh, oh, I remember one time I went to sleep and then I thought it was the morning and it was not, it was just the evening. <laughs> yeah. It can make you feel worse as well um, if you sleep and then you wake up and you just don't feel any more. You just feel more tired. It's horrible. Yeah, it isn't nice. And like, no. um, like even maybe go just for a walk to make you tired, can't it? Yeah, really takes it out of you. I've noticed as well because in March time, I spent over a month in hospital, and within that month, like my whole body, like I could tell, like I was weak. I've lost all my strength. I didn't been outside because I was in the hospital and um, it does really like take a toll on you. Yeah, I think like, like I think being in the hospital can be quite scary like uh, it, even before the pandemic just going in and, and maybe like like on the unknown what maybe having an appointment with the consultant you just don't maybe know what he's going to say. Yeah like what the outcome is going to be yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I do think, like, um, I think, like, the good thing about, like, seeing him is, like, or, or like, like, your consultant or, like, 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 um, that he has, like, ideas, but it's, it's completely up to you because it's your body. Yeah, exactly. My consultants in, um, my hospital in South Yorkshire have been really good. They've always listened to me. They've always known, of, like, my fear about stomas at the start, um, so they, they they have to mention it they weren't trying to scare me or anything but they had to mention it like quite a while back because they could see that like my body wasn't responding to any of the treatments and even up until my appointment which i had i think it was last week or the week before he was still like trying to find other medications for me and then it's just when i turned around and said look i've reconsidered um surgery now um but it's just really nice how they do listen to and put your like worries like fears and things yeah yeah I, I, I definitely agree and I think like with um, like with having like, like treatments like you have a, a, a lots of choice don't you yeah yeah, yeah. and like with um, like um, like like having a possible stoma it's just like your consultants can re- like reassure you that it's a it's not all bad yeah yeah Yeah. they definitely and because like there wasn't a lot of treatments left for me to try anyway i think they just knew it was the best thing so yeah yeah and like with um like with like going in hospitals now it can be quite scary because of like the coronavirus and everything but i think Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh like like it, it coronavirus is quite scary and yeah. like um like being in as well it, it makes you a bit more anxious yeah when i was in in march it was just at the beginning um and i did actually have symptoms of coronavirus so i had to spend three days on the covid ward um get tested and things like that luckily it was negative but it was still being in like that environment on a covid ward with covid patients at the start when nobody really knew what was going on um 
because I actually got admitted for my IBD, but because I had symptoms, I couldn't get my IBD treatment until the COVID test came back negative. Um, so that was really scary because I kept saying, I was like, what if I don't have it? And I'm on a ward with like people who do have it, like what happens? And then, but it's just how it's supposed to be, isn't it? And then, yeah. All right, well, that was good. It came back like, like, like that, like, like that. You didn't have it. So it's quite yeah. very scary time, isn't it? And yeah. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> yeah. But is yep. there anything that you have to avoid eating or anything, or is there a diet that you have to go on? Um, I have tried numerous diets. Um, I mostly just started on like low residue, like low fiber, cut out like brown bread, just stuck to white bread, white rice, things like that. Um, but I never really noticed like a massive change, but I've more or less stuck to that the whole time since being diagnosed, which I know isn't advised because you don't get like um, your vitamins from your veg and things like that. Um, and then I tried, I tried going dairy free for a bit. I tried going lactose free for a bit. I tried going gluten free for a bit, but everything I've tried, it's not really made a difference in my symptoms. Um, the only things I know which I have to avoid is whole um, fruit and veg because um, I tried introducing that back again my symptoms just went out of control and so I have smoothies and things where it's blended and soups to try get um, like your vitamins through that um, but at the minute I've kind of expanded my range of what I was sticking to because I was just sticking to a really plain diet but at the minute I've kind of just started eating a bit more of what I want to apart from things like really spicy things and stuff which would really upset my stomach because whatever I've tried I've not really noticed the difference because I think my symptoms have always been persistent whatever I try I can't really tell anyway so yeah I think like it's good to try a new thing because you I think you just don't know how you can react yeah yeah and keeping a few diaries helpful as well definitely agree and like ho- hopefully one day you do get into like remission because like you said that you haven't been into fully remission yet no. like like being in a flare like I know flare isn't nice and because um, no. it can be very painful um like but being it and it must be hard for you like 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 just like because limits to do things and being in a flare um yeah it isn't nice no, it's horrible. I'm. I am glad I'm not as bad as how I was last year, um, and the Christmas before that as well, because I used to have really horrible pain with that. Um, I'd say I still go to the toilet quite a lot, but I just don't have the pain as much as I did. So I must have settled a bit some somehow, because um, I don't have the pain anymore. Um, but I'm still not fully there yet. So hopefully one day. Hopefully, like um. It can happen. Like um, I'm in remission at the moment, but um, like, like I think it's just different for everybody because some people can be in remission for a day, some people can be in remission for quite a long time, and some people yeah. can, can never get into it, which is yeah. sad. Because um, I think I've forgotten how it feels like to just yeah. kind of be normal, if that's what you want to put it. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully one day um you, you do and like um i think that'd be a very good day for you uh, just finding out but i'm in remission like you can have that little celebration maybe yeah yeah definitely yeah 
it's been a, a really nice chat uh, like speaking to you because uh, hearing hearing your also colitis story and and j- 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 just one last thing like 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 in like your experience of having arthritis colitis is there maybe any advice that you may give to like other people that have it um i'll just say there's no need for you to be ashamed or embarrassed or try to hide it because it does well with my experience it does make it 10 times harder and once you do speak out and connect with um, people online with the community it will honestly be 10 times better it's the best thing I've ever done so just know that you're not alone and there are lots of people out there who suffer with the same thing yeah yeah I completely agree and like it's very good to speak out because it's taking you a like a, has it, it's been a slow process for you, hasn't it? Once speaking out about your yeah. offset clients. So, yeah, but it's been it's been so great since I've done it. So yeah, yeah. Like, just, just like um, carry on what you're doing because I think you've got your own blog as well, haven't you? And and like like sharing people's stories like that, I think that's really good as well. So yeah, like, just recently set that up. Um, so hopefully I'll start getting busy with that, keep me occupied. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Like meeting new people as well, like hearing about their journey. Yeah, but everyone's different, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but they're yeah. all still valid. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really good what you're doing. And it's been a really nice chat, and it's been really nice talking to you. And yeah, it's been lovely talking to you as well. It's been really fun, and and have have a nice rest of the day. Bye. Yeah, and well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.